This podcast is brought to you by Voice of Vets. Voice of Vets. Hear it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Women are the greatest resource any country has. And providing encouragement and opportunities to a girl child and women in engineering, chemistry, biology, and physics is one of the most powerful ways of harnessing this resource and their skills for the development of our country. Now, according to uh, United Nations Secretary General Antonio, to rise to the challenges of the 21st century, we need to harness our full potential, and that requires dismantling agenda stereotypes. The role of women in our families, communities, uh, society, and education sector is very critical. They have the greatest influence on the next generation. And educating women means educating South Africa's next generation. Now, as we celebrate Women's Month, it is important to celebrate and salute the heroic women who are changing the world. It is very, very important to celebrate innovative women contributing positively uh, to advance and make a world a better place. Now, today on Area Code, we are celebrating women in the world of science and physics. And according to master studies, the number of women working, studying, and researching in scientific and, and physics-related fields has increased significantly over the recent decades. They are working tirelessly and playing a huge role in implementing their scientific skills to make a world a better place to live in. As such, it is a matter of importance to acknowledge the hard work women do in their everyday lives and to celebrate their strength and compassion. For more on this, we are joined by Ms. Onesimo Mtinzilana from the Women in Physics in South Africa. She's a PhD, a candidate in physics, currently doing her research at Vets University, focusing on using data analysis method and machine learning algorithm to search for new physics beyond the standard model. I'm also joined by a Professor Iabo uh, Usman, an associate professor. Her research interests are based on uh, experimental nuclear uh, structure physics using light particle beams, nuclear giant resonances, environmental uh, radiation physics, just to name a few. Uh, good morning and welcome to Voice of Vets 88.1. Thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Tato. Morning. Now, let's start off with uh, uh, Professor uh, Iyabo. Uh, from a scientific perspective, what is physics? Thank you, Tato, for a very good introduction. If I have to answer you simply, physics is the science of the universe and everything in it. Now, how does one venture into a stream of physics, Professor? Uh, for you to venture in a stream of physics, you need to have a very good foundation in mathematics and physical science right from primary high school up to university. Then together with some problem solving skills and good analytical techniques. And let's talk about the career opportunities. What career opportunities are available in physics? There are many career opportunities that physicists can venture into Physicists can work in all aspects of life, be it in energy industry, financial institutions, data scientists, environmental agencies, 
researcher in all subfields of physics. You can even work in the medical physics in the health sector, or if you like going to the mass, you go into space agency. So the most of it, you can be an entrepreneur. And you've done multiple research in the field of physics. Which one did you find more interesting? Uh, Turtle, all subfields of physics research are interesting because they all find solution to every aspect of uh, problems in the world. Physics answer more questions than answers. It makes us understand our world and the universe behave. Are there job opportunities in the physics sector? There are job opportunities. It depends on which area that you find most interesting for you because it's not always about money. It's about passion for what you are doing. Onesimo, you are now doing your PhD in physics. You've graduated from prominent universities in South Africa. Now, how did your love for science and physics come about, Onesimo? Okay, um, thank you very much for actually allowing us, Tato, firstly, to have this interview and to talk about physics. Now, my passion for physics, how did it come about? Um, I... I, do, I wouldn't really call it a passion. I guess I was just curious. And I think on my fourth grade, I had a teacher, Miss um, Cause, I still remember her, who used to make science very fascinating. Like, I think she loved science. And the way she used to teach us science, like, I enjoyed her class. And my mom, my mom is a primary science teacher. So I guess that also had a, you know, she played a role in my love for science, I guess. But for the longest time, I was just fascinated. Like I used to ask myself a lot of questions about, you know, why is the sun like this? And, you know, typical questions like that. And that's why I'm saying maybe it was mostly because I was just curious about how the universe functions and everything like that, that led me into physics. But I can recall when I was in high school, I never fully understood what physics was. I had a lot of questions and yeah. Here I am, still sticking for those answers. And it's so surprising how when the more we grow up, the more we find ourselves interested in different things. Uh, for instance, I, I studied biotechnology, but I found myself uh, in the broadcasting industry. Now, have you always wanted to pursue uh, a, a career in physics or is it an interest you um you had as you grew up um when i was young i think i was in my second grade and i remember i used to tell my mom that you know like you have those questions like what do you want to be when you grow up and i used to tell my mom that i want to be a scientist when i grow up i want to study to become a scientist and she'd like get so pissed like there's no such thing as studying to become a scientist there's different branches of you know what science is but i think for the longest time i really just wanted to become a scientist not understanding what exactly um, I wanted to do. So I knew from a very young age that um, I love science. Whatever branch of science it is, I was just fascinated by science. So as I started, you know, um, getting more knowledge and everything like that, I then started falling in love um, with physics. Yeah. I've never liked anything else but science, honestly speaking. Mm-hmm. And you are now doing your, your, your research, which uh, focuses on uh, using a data. Tell us about that. Uh, so what I do or the, 
because physics is very um, diverse. So I'm under the um, stream called particle physics or mostly known as high energy physics. Now, what high energy physics does is um, it seeks to understand what our universe is made up of and how it behaves at the most fundamental level. Now, to perform these studies, we design experiments that actually take um, part of the universe and then it breaks it apart using high energies. Hence, we call it high energy physics because the problem is that um, basic particles that actually make up the universe do not occur under normal circumstances in nature. So we have to create and then detect them during um, energetic collisions. So we collide these particles, um, we collide um, particles together in particle accelerators. So most of the high energy physics um, is research is concentrated at a research lab, which is called CERN. Um, it's one of the biggest um, lab in the world that um, conducts such experiments. Now where data analysis comes in, um, we get the information from the, our detectors or our accelerators and somebody needs to interpret that information so that we are able to understand what information is the universe giving us. So that's how we do data analysis. And because, I mean, there's not enough manpower, we also need um, algorithms to assist us to doing all this work because, I mean, we, we're talking about petabytes of data every second that is recorded. So we need people to be able to, you know, um, take the information that is important and discard information that we don't need for our research. That's why I'm more, I am in physics, I am doing physics, you know, but I use data analysis to conduct my research. Very, very fascinating. I can tell that uh, you enjoy waking up every morning to do something that you love. Now, Professor uh, Yabo, let's talk about statistics of women in physics. Do we have enough women pursuing variety of uh, uh, careers that are available in, uh, in, in physics? Tato, frankly speaking, we don't have enough women in the physics of physics. We don't have, if you Google one of my opinion poll, uh, article that was published in 2015, women in physics are we there yet? We are still crawling to get more magnitude of fashionable female physicists in South Africa. And speaking of your article that you published in 2015, what were you specifically looking at? Yeah, that was the, I analyzed the number of men and women physicists in like 10 South African universities. So I put them on the statistics and the overwhelming numbers of women of men and women present in the academics position throughout the South African physics is not not encouraging. We have been we have been absorbed by men in all the universities. So the main reason I put it out is for the government to find uh, a solution to it in order to increase the number of active women in physics. And this is where the South African Institute of Physics comes in by providing funding for uh, researchers based at the university to encourage women 
young female students right from undergraduates in terms of mentorship in order to get them into the physics career. And looking at uh, a period of five years, has there been an, an increase or a decrease from uh, the states uh, that you've uh, released? Yes, there have been a very good uh, positive uh, increase in the number of uh, female students. So, for example, at uh, School of Physics, Vitz University, well, we started the program in 2013-2014, and I'm very proud to see high number of uh, female postgraduate students, not only the undergraduates. We have equal number of postgraduate female students in our research all over the research areas in physics that are very passionate about what they are doing. And we live in a patriarchal society. Uh, women are assigned specific roles and a career paths uh, to, to follow. And we have people still believing that uh, certain careers are meant for specific gender, right? How can we break the stigma and the stereotypes? I believe that uh, science, gender, and stereotypes, they all create the cultural images of female scientists. And one way to minimize these negative stereotypes is with having new science, new way of thinking, and new knowledge by bringing feminist perspective to the forefront. This can be achieved through mentorship program, which can be implemented towards attracting more younger girls into physics careers, starting from high school up to the university level. Honestly, Mo, let's talk about the challenges that you face um, uh, on a daily basis. Uh, and uh, how do you deal with them? Uh, look, Tato, um, when you talk of challenges, I don't know where I would start. <laughs> but um, to be quite honest, I take, I look at a challenge and I take it one step at a time. Um, what challenges have I been, or I usually face? I think for me, the biggest um, challenges that I've faced in, uh, in physics and that was quite shocking. Um, it's racism and sexism. I think those are the biggest problems for me that I've experienced. And it, 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 they, they come in different ways. Sometimes you are sitting in um, an office, you're trying to do your work, and somebody, your male colleague, says a remark. And it, it, it seems as if sometimes these things come naturally. They say a remark which is very sexist. Um, I have a colleague of mine, we're actually having this debate, and she is a senior to me. So there was a new guy, and um, she was then advised to mentor the guy. And the guy refused, literally refused to listen to her. Literally refused. This was 2019. There is a man in the physics department doing his MSc, refusing to have a conversation with a female colleague because they cannot take advice or anything from a woman. And you think that um, in 2019 or 2020, things are a bit better and they're not. And when I speak of racism, I, I, I mean, that's also just another topic or another debate on its own. So those are just the biggest things that you face as a black woman. You face with, you know, 
the fact that while well, it is a man's world, so you have to deal with men, whether black, white, green, or whatever, and the fact that you are black. So those are the biggest challenges for me. And, and Prof, do you think there's enough information shared uh, in high schools, primary schools, uh, about uh, the, uh, the world and the industry of physics and science in general? Yeah, I think uh, it's an ongoing process. It's not something that can be achieved uh, within a very short period of time. The government is doing their own part through the SASTA and then each science uh, organizations like uh, South African Institute of Physics, they have embarked on a few uh, programs going from primary to high school, especially towards the science festival time of the year in order to uh, make science fun for the younger minds. So it's a very good initiative that has been established by South African Institute of Physics and other science uh, institutes have their own initiative just for encouragement and for inclusion. Prof mentions a very, like, very good um, ideas that have been, you know, um, conducted by the government. But my problem is that I feel as though some of these really, really nice programs are only available to the elite. Um, you know, it's as if the rural parts of the country have been left out. Because if you would take a public school, for example, around Gauteng, and a public school maybe around um, the rural parts of KZN, take a student from there, maybe in the 11th grade, you will have a completely different conversation with those two students, both in public schools, by the way. So sometimes it's as if like there's certain provinces that really benefit from these amazing, you know, programs and certain other um, provinces just don't even know that these things exist at all. So I think that's something that maybe the government should start looking at go to the rural areas, go to those places where there is no electricity. Because, I mean, now we're sitting here, we're having this conversation over radio. Yes, we'll be, you know, um, reaching out to thousands of people. But these places where there's literally no, no electricity, people can't afford radios, people can't, do you get what I mean? So government needs to start finding creative ways to engage with everybody, irrespective of where you are in the country. You, you both mentioned a very, very uh, pivotal point there. And, and, and I think there's, there's a lack of um, uh, career guidance in so many schools. That's why you find uh, learners choosing the same career fields because they are not exposed to the variety of careers that uh, we have. Uh, in South Africa and also in the world. Now, Onesimo, I, I reckon you are a role model to so many young girls and uh, there are young women and young girls who look up to you. How can we advise young girls to venture into the field of physics? I'm not a role model to anybody. <laughs> um, I don't like that idea, Tato. Um, what, what I would first, uh, on that topic actually, because sometimes people ask that question, like, who do you look up to? Mm -hmm. Um... I don't believe somebody should idolize another human being. That is a very dangerous thing to do. Um, I believe that in life, you go through um, different parts and different parts need different inspirations, right? So if there's something that inspires, if I do something that inspires you, take that 
and see how you can use that to be the best version of yourself. And then if you see something from Prof, take that. So have different people that inspire you. Don't just look at one person and you're like, that is my role model. Have role models because you can never find yourself in just one person. And as I, as I said, like we all have, you all go through different parts. So you will need different inspirations in life. And my advice to somebody who would want maybe to venture into physics, probably they're discouraged or they have been told you can't do it because you're a woman. For me, it's a matter of um, nobody knows you. I mean, it's going to sound cliche, but nobody knows you better than yourself. I have had people constantly like with, family, friends, telling me, what is this physics? Like, in other words, what are you going to do with this? Like, where are you going to go with it? Had I not been passionate, uh, had I not had a passion for physics, I would have probably um, picked a different career. So what I'm trying to say is that choose something that you are really, really passionate about because in life, you are going to encounter so many challenges. I mean, we've already um, mentioned just a few so imagine you choose a career that you don't even like and you're faced with so many challenges. I had to go through depression during my undergrad. I was faced with racist remarks, you know, um, sexist, um, sexist man. Like there were so many things that were happening and I would have easily given up if it was not something that I really, really dearly loved. But I kept going because I knew what I wanted to achieve from this. So when you really love physics, it does not matter who tells you what and who says what. Sometimes those voices will constantly like be, you know, you constantly hear all these negative remarks, you know, do this, don't do that, go be a nurse, go do that, go be a teacher, you can't do this. Or just focus on yourself and do what you love. And I, that's just going to work for you. Now let's talk about uh, uh, the differences that you'd like to make uh, in the physics industry. Let's start with a prof. How would you like to make a difference in the physics industry? What would you like to change? Or how would you like to leave a mark in this uh, uh, industry? Uh, thank you, Tato. To make a difference, I think it's about solving a particular problem that you think we worthwhile doing. So in terms of uh, physics, making a difference in physics, I would like to see more female black South Africans in physics academic positions as I-rated researchers, as well as in higher position in, of decision-making. Like recently, we are in the pipeline and we also have uh, our newly uh, announced uh, vice chancellor of University of Witwatersrand, who is the Professor Vilakazi. is a nuclear physicist, and I think more of that is expected. Phenomenal. And uh, Onesimo, how would you like to make a difference in the, the physics industry? Okay, so Allah, my contribution to the physics industry would be based in community development because I think that's where my calling is. Um, I'd love to focus more on empowering young girls from a very young age um, by coming up with, you know, 
programs and are probably like a center in really underdeveloped communities in the country where we can have all these sciency fun activities to get to get um girls to engage in all of this but also not to live out the community at large um you, we need to also involve the parents grandparents of these um young girls because they are the ones at the end of the day who shape or mold girls to be who they are and uh, i think that's how i would want to make a contribution using all the skills and everything that i have acquired throughout my you know um career and also use my experiences you know um to try and you know bring a positive change and uh, a positive change to how community and young girls view science at large not just only physics per se but science um at large yeah phenomenal uh, professor yabo usman and uh onesimo ntinzilala uh, thank you so much for joining us right here on VoFM 88.1. Continue thriving, continue making a difference in the world of physics. Uh, you are phenomenal. You are uh, amazing. I love the work ethic and I love how you are uh, trying by all means to make a difference in the world of science and physics. Thank you, Tato, for inviting us to this uh one of the programs of the in the women's month and i hope other women from the other science uh subjects will come and share their own perspectives as well so think physics but speak english thanks for this platform and allowing us to you know speak about physics which is not everybody's cup of like favorite cup of tea but um i hope you know this is really just going to you know get people happy to talk about it and you know ask questions and so forth and yeah be grateful for this opportunity because it's not every day where you can just speak about physics <laughs> and, and happy women's month to you thank you thank you uh that was uh uh, Onesimo um, Dinzilana from uh, Women in Physics in South Africa. Uh, she is uh, a PhD candidate in physics, currently uh, doing her research at VET University, uh, focusing on using data analysis. Uh, I was also joined by Professor Yabo Usman, uh, an associate uh, professor. Uh, her research interests are based on uh, experimental nuclear uh, structure physics, physics uh, using light particle beams, nuclear giant resonances, environmental radiation physics, uh, just to name a few. Uh, they joined me to talk about um, uh, women in physics and also celebrate women uh, in the world of uh, science and uh, physics. This podcast was brought to you by Voice of Vids. By Voice of Vids. To hear more of our shows, tune in to 88.1. 88.1. Or streams by www.vafm.co.za.